Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Welcome to the Entree Architect Podcast. In this special episode, I'm joined by Adam McCool, Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Cityscapes Architectural Innovations. Cityscapes designs, develops, and manufactures architectural products that enhance the appearance and safety of any project. Its code-compliant, customizable products include roof and ground screens, trellises, dumpster enclosures, gates and doors, planters, cabanas, canopies, signage, and a whole lot more. They also provide end-to-end solutions from planning through completion, including design, management, manufacturing, and installation. They will do the entire job. Today, we will share the origin story of Cityscapes from its inception to its operations today. It's a great story. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy this special bonus episode of Entree Architect Podcast. Like the beginning of so many other entrepreneurial stories, we start in a small garage in Dublin, Ohio, where James Cullinan, a sign manufacturer, had a dream. James had been working as a sign manufacturer for 14 years when he decided to venture out on his own. In 1987, James took a leap of faith and started his own company. So he got a small little garage in Dublin, Ohio to start making signs and just working on menu copy strips, 
small sign projects. And he was down to about his last $200 and was trying to decide if this is going to work or not and got an offer for a $15,000 contract for a small, it's called Nights Inn. I don't know if you remember that hotel chain, but they were screen printing the no lifeguard on duty at the pool. And so that was his first major win. And that really kicked it off. So it was either do or die at that point. And that kicked off the whole sign portion of the company. So that's where National Science Systems started. So the reason I bring up National Science Systems is under this umbrella, we have two different companies, National Science Systems and Cityscapes. But National Science Systems led to Cityscapes in 1999. So after a while, James started working on other projects and the Wendy's headquarters is in Dublin, Ohio as well. And he had a couple of connections, small loose connections into the company. So he designed a drive-through menu for Wendy's on a cocktail napkin and then hired an artist to kind of create a little bit better design, took it in and they loved it. They said, okay, this is our new drive-through system. And that kind of kicked it off. A pivotal moment in Cityscape's history arose when municipalities began to require rooftop air conditioning units to be covered. One jurisdiction approached James and challenged him to design a screen for these units, and he delivered. The success of this rooftop screen today known as the Invisor paved the way for a wave of innovative products at Cityscapes. Invisor is the rooftop unit that started kind of spiraling into other products in the Cityscapes world. So started buying machines, and machines lead to innovation. Innovation leads to new products. So we have a whole host of products in the Cityscape side. A lot of it centers around equipment screening on commercial products, but we also have a bunch of ancillary products, our planner boxes, Planck's planner boxes. We have a new product called Eclipse, which is like a privacy screening system that led into cover it dumpster surrounds. So a lot of people think about that as a big product line, but you have this beautiful design building and then you just get this dumpster out in the middle of a parking lot and it looks terrible. So the company and Jim decided to create a really nice surround using PVC deck boards and stiffeners and aluminum posts. So it's customizable from design look and then it's got the gates on it. So we have puff gates. And then the coolest part about our company is we have a lot of neat machines here from laser cutters, powder coating lines, press brakes, thermoformers. I mean, we have two large Vutech printers, which can print anything up to 10 feet, two inches thick. Any material you can think of, we can print on. So that just leads to innovation. So we really are a custom fabrication shop that has core products on the side. Over the years, Cityscapes continued to grow and expand its capabilities. They invested in cutting edge machinery, such as laser cutters and powder coating lines and large format printers, allowing them to provide even more custom fabrication options. The owner really prides himself on, hey, is that machine cool? Can we find something to use that for? And he'll buy it and put it in place. And then our team will go out and say, yeah, we can use that and put it into some sort of project and make things more efficient and then go out and find a new market for it. Usually it's the other way around, but our owner actually has an architecture background and an engineering background. So he's got both of those. So he's just like, let's get it. Let's go after it. And then we'll find it. So it's fun. 
their teams of architects, engineers, and designers worked closely with clients to bring their unique ideas to life while ensuring compliance with codes and regulations. That is the fun part of our jobs. We get these wacky designs that a designer or engineer or an architect has kind of put together. And the creativity is amazing that we see. And then we've got to put that application into a real world process, right? So is it made of aluminum? Is it made of steel? Is there a structural component? Is there a safety component to it? You know, rooftop design is becoming a big part of architectural innovation, right? So you know, the urban sprawl, you got these massive buildings and they don't have anywhere to go. So they're starting to utilize that rooftop space. So that's where the safety component comes in or, you know, what's it made out of and how does it attach to the building without creating problems? You know, so we take those designs, those drawings, those thoughts, and then we sit in a room and we kind of come up with a creative idea on how to implement it. We'll even take it from nothing to the product. So if the architect is like working on something that's in their eyes way more important, we're like, okay, we got it. And then the other thing that people don't usually like to talk about is what's the cost component? You know, how do we minimize the overall cost? Because that's always something that gets value engineered out, right? So that is a big piece of where our engineering team comes in. We can do it the way you designed it, but it's going to cost you. <laughs> and so then we say, okay, but if you do it this way, because of the way the materials is used, then we can reduce some of that cost. So. We're always cognizant of that piece of it. Cityscape's reputation for quality and innovation attracted various projects from a wide range of clients. For example, they were involved in a significant project for Allen University in Columbia, South Carolina. On June 17, 2015, a mass shooting occurred in Charleston, South Carolina, in which nine African-Americans were killed and a tenth was injured during a Bible study at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. The university wanted to honor the victims by creating a memorial with their names on the building. You know, when we sat down as a team and talked about it, how we could portray their names in lights, in a sign, on the building, and really memorialize that properly. That was an emotional experience for us, but also a proud moment that we were awarded the project. So. It just got installed recently. They're going to have their memorial opening in August. And we're going to be down there and celebrate that opening. And I guess the final product is amazing. But the process along there was was not overly simple. There was a lot of design changes. You know, I, I know there was a lot of pressure to make sure that this was done right. Our teams worked very hard on this. Our project management team worked hard on this to bring this to life. Cityscapes designed and manufactured backlit aluminum letters, bringing the memorial to life with a touch of elegance and remembrance. It's a relatively simple process in terms of what we do on a daily basis, but the illumination portion of it, it's backlit and there's blades or foils, I guess, on the back of these names it's all made from aluminum, bent aluminum into the names, and then they're actually hollow on the front end and all the names are illuminated on the inside as well. What was the most difficult part of that project? Was it the emotional part of it or was it the execution of the product itself? What was the tough part about it? 
Yeah, I think, you know, the final production, once we get everything in order, it's relatively easy. It's something we do every day. Yeah. But the design and the design continued to change. There was months of changes. And so we got the order. We were excited about it, but then it was a few months of design changes on the look. And so that's really the back and forth of what they wanted the final product to look like. So once again, they work with our team, architect and designer work together on what they wanted. And that continued to shift over the three or four months. Yeah. I can imagine that an architect has a vision and then a designer has a vision. Yeah. And so they have to come to a solution and then it has to be presented to a committee because these things all have committees. Oh yeah. So the committees have to approve it. Then the families have to approve it. Then the funders need to approve it. Yep. And every time there's an approval, there's a change because somebody wants to change it in order to make it relevant to their approval. And so I could see how it'd be multiple changes. So how do you handle that? How do you handle that? You know, okay, you got this initial design, you put a quote together, you put an initial design together. This is how we're going to do it. How do you do that and make sure that you're serving your client well? Yeah, that's where our project management team really steps up every single time. They get the change order, they look at it, they have to take it back to engineering. Engineering has to find time to put it into their work order and then you know make it still in that price range where we have quoted it because these things can get astronomical once you start creating more design elements to it. And then once again, the materials that are used in it, that's one of the bigger challenges to accomplish the look, but also keeping in mind, this is an exterior product. So it has to withstand the elements of the sun and the rain and all the weather. And so that's the bigger challenge on our end. These components have to survive a long time. Yeah. Especially as a memorial, right? If it's a sign, yeah. your sign has a lifetime yeah. and the sign gets old and worn out, you put a new sign up. But when you put a memorial up, it's intended to be there forever. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it needs to withstand the weather and the pollution and all the things that happen to building signage. And it needs to be there, you know, 50, 100 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. These channel bent letters are really intricate and they're put into a design program. And then there's a lot of mechanical portions of this, but these are handcrafted. We've got a team of people in our channel bending room that actually will control these things, pop rivet by hand. I mean, it's an intricate process because these letters aren't huge. They're small. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Another notable project was the development of a walkable district in their hometown of Dublin, Ohio. The city had a vision for a mixed-use area that seamlessly connected Old Dublin with a new development across the river. If you're not familiar with Dublin, it's home of the Memorial Golf Tournament. That's the claim to fame here, and it's pretty big. But they had a vision on this downtown area, and they've got an old Dublin, which is historic, but they wanted a new portion of it, which was literally right across the river. And so the architects, designers, everyone came, the city, the engineers came together and created a mixed-use, walkable development. And one of the cool things is, how do you connect old Dublin to new Dublin? And so they designed, it's the, I want to make sure I get this right here, it's the longest span single tower S-shaped suspension bridge in the world. And it's pedestrian, pedestrian only. And it's a Certainly a cool piece. I don't know how many other longest span single tower, you know, it's going up against, but it's certainly an impressive piece. But the restaurants there, the innovation 
the hotels, the buildings here are just so unique and it connects everything. Cityscapes became a reliable partner for the developers, providing various solutions that enhanced the aesthetics and the functionality of the district, including rooftop screens, signage, and other architectural elements. We put our cover it on some of the dumpster surrounds, the gates, some of the signage on the companies here. There's a co-working space called Cohatch, and it's a really unique co-working space. And they came to us with some architectural brackets, metal brackets for the interior design. And we designed those. And one of our engineers, mechanical engineers that has his own firm here, he came to us with this design and won an award for this design. So that was really neat to see that come to fruition. I mean, even as simple as the parking garage signs, they're all labeled with a different name on the parking garages. And they have this unique design and look to them. And they came to us and said, can you make these? And we said, sounds like fun. We'll do it. And they're enormous. You know, that is the great part about this company. A lot of competition in the marketplace for signs or these products, they don't have the capabilities to do this design and features from the printing, the powder coating. We actually have an automated great paint system and all those things kind of combine into these unique designs and we can kind of bring them to fruition. Cityscape's success can be attributed to its passionate and dedicated team, from their project management and engineering departments to their skilled craftspeople. Everyone working together to overcome challenges and deliver exceptional results. The company's commitment to customer satisfaction, attention to detail, and willingness to push the boundaries has set them apart in the industry. Today, Cityscapes continues to thrive as a leader in architectural innovations. Their portfolio showcases a wide range of projects that reflect their commitment to excellence and their ability to transform ideas into reality. You can learn more about Cityscapes, the projects we discussed in this episode, and many more by visiting cityscapesinc.com. And before we wrap up, as with our typical episodes, I wanted to get Adam's insight on what a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow. I think engaging these manufacturers earlier in the process will provide a lot of success. We can provide direction on material usage, cost savings, and how it's implemented. You know, I've got a couple of decades in the building industry and obviously the first ideas is to create this beautiful masterpiece and it has to be able to function properly. But if you come to a company like ours, you can engage them earlier in the process and we can help with those designs along the way rather than coming on the back end. And that's what we're really here for, support that group, the architects, designers, the builders. We've got a long line of customers and they're all a little bit different. They're all nuanced, right? And how do we help them succeed? If they succeed, we succeed. So that's all I can say is that get in, talk to us, take a plant tour, really just sit down with the engineers, the designers on the internal side and find out capabilities because we've been having a lot of conversations recently with design firms and that's what they do. They design, they don't actually manufacture or install anything. They just create these really cool interior pieces and architecture. And then they are like, well, we don't know how to do that. 
And so they've been coming to us and we're like, okay, we can do this, this, and this, you shift this a little bit here. And that's been really fun and a new part of our direction for our products. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.